I wanna, but I wanna be able to go like fly to another place of the, the ten planets that are there. But then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to play a game. Like I'm just fucking sitting here. Schedule Tech Podcast. Wait, no. So Eric, you were saying when was the last episode? July is what's on Spotify, and that was the one where we had Tate come and talk about games. We were talking about, do you remember we were talking about Lord of the Rings Return to Moira? Moria? Um, Starfield, Valheim. Good old days. Yeah, we were talking Star Citizen. Oh, we were talking The Witcher 3, too. I, listened, I actually listened oh. to that. Because I shared it not too long ago. And, um, yeah, it's, it was funny to hear us talk about The Witcher. Gosh, um, when you're doing your your everybody was I think everybody was playing single player at that time too. We were hitting the single player games. I'm so pumped to be back. We're finally back. We're finally back. We finally got the show back. back we uh right when we left off. Okay, so we're, we got to give the audience an update. That's kind of uh kind of put together. We're we're a little bit more organized this time. We put together even a little agenda for today. So we're excited to get to put together some show notes. Um, I think the first thing in order here is uh we we were talking about we were last time we were all in person we decided we're transitioning because one of the ways that we started from the like we even started on the podcast front or even kind of got the show idea was like basically to capture the the conversations that we were having in our discord whether it be about games or life or whatever that we have what have you and so we've actually adopted the show's format to run completely from the discord so this is the first show where we're running this discord format and so anyways, I was nerding out about just setting all that up, and I'm really excited to be able to share that with everybody. And I feel like it's going to allow it to be like a lot more entertaining in terms of like what we can be able to incorporate into the commentary. I feel like we'll be able to get people more easier too, friends and whoever else, fam. Yes, yes. I definitely want to explore that idea. Join the Discord, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying. And like, I'd love to be able to set something up. I think these are aspirational, you know, they can't, I guess they can try to audience can hold us to us. But I think uh, it's aspirational would be great to be able to get some cool speakers on I'm gonna be able to hear from people that are actually making the games that we actually really love to play. And honestly, I just want to hear from, you know, the commentary. And I think like we have we have a lot of friends around us that are playing a lot of a lot of putting a lot of time into one specific one or two specific games. You know, like uh, Ross is playing a uh, a shit ton of God of War and like did the full playthrough and just like hearing what his like PlayStation God of War playthrough was like. I'm dying to hear that conversation too. So we'll we'll have to run that back for another episode. But no, it's good to be back. Tis. All right. So on top of the agenda we got today, Diablo Four. I've honestly been dying to talk about this. I've been dying to hear everyone's first thoughts and impressions. To give a little bit of context here, we're coming right off of beta weekend. Yeah, that was a that was a strong beta. I mean, I feel like just the queue times and you know, seemed like they kind of hashed out a good amount of stuff. I mean, it was fun. I had a good time playing it. Definitely got me hyped about Diablo. That's for sure. What about you, Ewick? I thought it was cool as fuck. I um. Like Chris, graphic fidelity means a lot to me. That game is fucking gorgeous. It didn't run great, but it looked great. Um, the gameplay was sick. Uh, yeah, it made me want to play Diablo. All the way back. Not the first one, but starting at Resurrected. And then maybe the third one. 
and then hopping into four. Maybe I could get through those two by the time four comes out. Cause yeah, I thought it was fucking cool. The intro cinematic, pretty much as soon as like, I don't know. I so I don't really know any of the Diablo story, but <laughs> when uh <laughs> when they're getting like you know in the intro cinematic where they get we're getting like fucking <laughs> stretched out and all their guts and everything are coming yeah. out, I was like. <laughs> shit's hardcore so that got me hyped i thought it was really cool and then yeah just i don't know threw you straight in i thought it was really cool yeah the cinematics were super cool i was sad for the horse at the very beginning the horse r.i.p horse that horse got fucking torn up but so many horses got torn up yeah no it seems fun i i didn't play very long i got to like level seven and then i was like okay this is something i'm going to play when it comes out so i don't really want to do a lot right now but it got me to want to play Diablo 2, so I'd call it a success. How many hours, um, Tim, did you did you uh, play beta? Did you play Diablo 4 beta? I uh, I played a little bit of the beta. I think I I got to, I think, the second town, but I also kind of hopped into beta late. I think I started playing it, like, really late on the last day, and so I didn't really get to, like, go full and do the whole, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, the whole beta quest line, but... Um, I do like the graphics, and I think I started off with a druid. And I normally normally would start off with like a barbarian or something, but it was um yeah, it was it, it, it was interesting. It was it was you know it's obviously a different feel because you know my my game is Diablo two, so like di- jumping from Diablo two to Diablo four is like it's it's definitely like a, a different play style. But um I, I'm I'm optimistic just because I like the Diablo storyline is what uh, kind of wraps me into the whole. Uh, the whole franchise so i'm like you know it's this i'm 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 ready to see like i'm definitely ready to see the whole game launch and see everything else that blizzard has to offer with it you know it it looks like it'd be a cool game for sure okay but tim you were playing and i remember you saying this is like fucking lost ark and i didn't really know what you meant yeah so that i just like for some reason when i was playing lost ark like it like i don't know the play style of like Hey, go to this dungeon and go to this dungeon. Have it kind of already mapped out. Like, I guess the the aspect of you know, even though Diablo two is like you do still have a linear path. Uh, nothing was never it was never like marked out for you, truly marked out for you. You had to find stuff. Um, no quest marker. Yeah, there's no quest marker. So like very well classic era. Yeah, so it's like I'm I'm sitting there like you know like uh, I'm just not sure. I don't know, maybe it's just because I think Lost Ark was just like, there was so much happening in that game. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, I have, I want nothing to do with this. But I think I think Diablo is probably a little simpler. Diablo 3 wasn't like, wasn't bad in terms of that, but like, it definitely had, uh, it definitely had a lot of like crafting aspect to it. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I, like, I don't want to have like a, like a pessimistic view, but I just, I saw it, I was like, oh god, this kind of looks like Lost Ark. So it's like, but then again, I didn't play as much as I as you know as much as everyone else did so um I'm definitely down mm-hmm. to like see what uh see what the game looks like when it comes out yeah I think you know I think people were like quick to like it was like uh, obviously it's a beta and I feel like most of the issues that I was seeing were mainly around tuning and if and it was like okay if, the, if a lot of the complaints are fundamental like kind of tuning issues then it feels like that's just a matter of like you have one of those things they weren't going to they weren't going to know until they got the feedback loop from the user interaction to actually even get the data back mm-hmm. to start the tuning to be with, especially when you're trying to innovate on class mechanics and combat and you're trying to do newer things, maybe because obviously it's like a new version of the game. Right? Yeah. So when you're coming out with that, so it's like, okay, 
I'm trying to tune new class mechanics, you know, let's, we got to get it out there and, and get it going first. Mm. So I think as far as their ability to do that, it seems like they could just pull levers and adjust numerical values and, and weighted values to help get the, get things balanced to where they need to be. <laughs> and a lot of, now I didn't get too much. I get like, I, my experience was very similar to Tim's that I only got about a day, a day to spend on the beta and play the necromancer. And I guess felt good to me because I was I, I got I got lucky in just rolling Necro, which I figured would would feel really good because like why wouldn't like the main archetype of the archetype of the franchise like be powerful ones, yeah. and be like legit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to work backwards from there. So I kind of took that approach, but um, I feel like like I didn't I didn't feel anything that was like I I didn't feel anything that was too crazy or I didn't see anything even from a lot of the commentary around things that were like overly existential outside of like I, it's too st quick to judge to even on how uh, in-game loops are going to even play out yeah or, like how in-game is going well, there's play. only one zone I know they have some, right? it, like you're getting to level 25 i think is the cap and so it's like okay really, into the next zone what is how is that going to play out i think people have some good assumptions on that um i, I know that diablo has been a seasonal game i'm not sure how that's going to play but again that still seems like I'm not sure how that's going to play to the majority of the game, the people that are at the game. Or play, excuse me, that are playing the game. Like, I bet you, like, how many people are coming back and like, what's the retention on like the seasonal? This will be a seasonal you know? game. I I feel like. Well, they already. I mean, Diablo three felt that way when I played that. It seemed like it was like, and then even like you know any other ARPG like Lost Ark, for example, or Path of Exile, they are seasonal and like they add new things seasonally that get you coming back, which even D2R, like Tim and I had been doing a pretty hardcore playthrough of D2R where like a lot of it is um, a lot of it is like the seasonal ladder where the ladder gets reset. Um, no, that's good. No, so I, think... I got thoughts on Diablo. So it's when I was playing it and then I looked on YouTube and I saw, you know, people saying this, that and the other about the game. I very much got the sense that like it's hard because it's natural for anyone, especially people who like to play games, to compare a game against its predecessors, right? But like when I was playing Diablo, I was thinking like, man, as someone who's never really played any of the other Diablo games, when I was playing Diablo four, I was like, This is fucking sick. Like, I don't, I don't know if, like, I had been, like, a hardcore Diablo 2 or Diablo 3 player, and then I played 4, and, like, you know, I feel like it'd be a shame to let how much fun I was having with 4 be minimized by comparing it against previous games in the, in the series, you know? And I feel like that's something that happens with a lot of games that are sequels is that they get compared against games that came before it. It's like, it could be a good game, but people just want more of the same. And then, like, they're upset when that's not what they get. Yeah, it's kind of like, it, it's just like the evolution of a game, or the evolution of gaming in itself. Like, it's obviously, it's definitely changed. You know, it's, it's if you take, take a look at, like, other games, maybe Call of Duty games, it starts off to where it's just kind of like a basic shooter. You have okay, I gotta throw a knife in my head or do you know whatever. But once you move into like the Call of Duty Black Ops Three and then you know Infinite Warfare and you have like space battles or whatever the heck they've got going on, it's just like the whole game style completely changes. 
So I was like, I guess that's probably it. Is that the whole game style was completely it's it's completely changed. Like I guess the the gameplay in itself, how games just come out and how they're played today. So yeah, I I can see I can agree with you on that. It's just like trying to compare it to something that was old that was just an absolute gem, like one of the best games ever made. Was definitely uh, it's definitely like got to try and step away from that. I look at it. Okay, Tim, uh, Tim, Tyler, Eric. I know you're just starting Diablo too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Hydras are uh, appear as a sorcerer skill in Diablo two and Diablo three, right? I I know they're in Diablo two, Diablo three. So Diablo three had a they are had a a wizard. They are. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I think I'm confirming that here. So. Okay, because that's like a spell that you know I recognize. Like I'm not like a, the the most hardcore player, but I've done my playthroughs. Now, okay, I'm in Diablo Four. To your point earlier, Eric, about like kind of these being sequels, but then how do they stand alone as games themselves? I was surprised to see Hydra's make a return. I think I'm excited as a fan to see some of that fantasy come back, and it, and there's a nostalgia aspect of that. But then kind of like, why couldn't we still have a Hydra totem style mechanic? And I was talking to Tyler about this. Like, why couldn't you still have the mechanic of how those Hydras would typically work? Or you can take the best aspects of the combat, but it couldn't have been like a Cobra that spits fire. Or change up some of the modeling a little bit on some of that. And then I get that there will be new things. And I don't want to be too presumptuous with some of these things. But like, I was just surprised to see that just some things like that. And like, there may be like you know how much did those stand on their on their own two feet versus like how much differentiation i did i saw i felt myself wanting a little bit more differentiation than just being like okay here's these skills that i've seen before and they're just tuned up and a little bit more and they have that isn't that kind of what we got with the diablo 2 remaster in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying where we i got the graphical improvements but we still had a lot of the same mechanics that you wanted in class builds and skills so i get that there is going to be variations on those skills but that was kind of like kind of surprised that there wasn't even a little bit more innovation with how some of that looked um you know but also i mean those are those some of that stuff then those skills are fundamental that to the class identity like the bones with kind of lore you know what i mean and there's only so much you can do like diablo 3 made it if i remember like the wizard or whatever sorcerer wizard um the li ming character uh they had like hydras but diablo 3 made it to where like Whenever you selected something like a like an like an ability, you had the choice to like change it to whatever you wanted to, right? Like they had the branching off of that. And I remember correctly, the the hydra was like you could have poison hydras, you could have lightning hydras or frost hydras in addition to just the regular fire. You know what I mean? And I think that was kind of how they like differentiated Diablo three versus four or two. I mean. And with four, I think I don't really know. I didn't really, I didn't play the sorcerer role, so I, I'm not 100. percent But um, yeah, I don't know. And then also, it's just like, you know, kind of like a lore thing, I guess. But I think I told you I was like, I wonder how it would have been if they made it to where it's like instead of just a hydra, it's like a dragon that follows you around or something. You know, it's like a pet. It's like, why is it only, you know, like druids and necros get a pet? Like, I wonder if the sorcerer does have a pet. Like, I didn't really see that, but. They might, you know, um, could have been different like that, you know, like it might be more powerful creating a Hydra in the ground that doesn't move. But like having the pet is just more consistent because it's, you know, it does its own thing. You know what I mean? That's kind of nice to have. Right. So. 
and this kind okay this might be like a um super meta parallel or like way too niche or specific but to me this is kind of something that does parallel but like if you look at the early feel if if because when we want we all play classic uh classic um you know classic uh classic classic that came out right so one to 60 i guess you would call it vanilla or whatever you want to call it now and uh when you look at the class identity of druid in that game who's sort of like playing these multiple roles and jack of all trades master of none that always always plagued that particular class build and then you see like an entirely like upgraded new druid class build that's coming out right because they change it to where how you're how you're uh you know basically how you're shape shifting in and out of different in combat based off your skills mm -hmm. and so they're reworking this and so here you have a classical problem of you're releasing another druid who's like a jack of all trades master of none and i almost feel like that's something that's inherently plagued with an introductory class identity like for that character even if you look at like how that played out in early classic you know what i mean in class design and how that was deployed druid only got better uh like into TBC, correct me if I'm wrong, when you were like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that where Druids even got better? Like, they, I mean, I guess I, I'm not sure that they were ever like the highest DPS class in Classic, for sure not, you know? Yeah. And they always had that struggle with that class identity when that, that's that initial V1 Druid build. It wasn't until later builds that they actually, an iterative builds on the Druids when, when you look at it from a World of Warcraft perspective, that it actually got interesting. Mm -hmm. So if like of course the introductory druid build on D four is you know I don't even think in I don't even think in TBC they got better they still were like maybe a tank I think tank and then healer I don't think anybody did DPS still you could but like if you're going you know full meta you wouldn't have a druid you know when did boom can get valuable? like well we you know in our forty man raids we always had a boomy and he just would loot just grab all the loot. <laughs> It was just a loop funnel for everything, <laughs> Eric. Forty man, like uh, I know it. It wasn't yeah, he that was long. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, I still remember when we killed Neff. He took the fucking uh, mission mission or whatever uh, helmet. Yeah, he fucking won it. DKP baby. And I was like, dude, you're doing like ten DPS over yeah, here. Fractional. I mean, he made you better though because of his his uh, boom kenora. Come on, Eric. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Jeez, but to see what, but but like I watched, I watched an interesting video that was uh, this guy played every, he played a shitload of the beta, the D four beta, and he out, he had a Google Doc that outlined every class, and he played the rogue the most, so you know he had like you know more time in the rogue, but like he outlined it like, um, ease of play was one, and then it was like, you know beginning like early phase like how it was and then it was like um then he had like defensive like late game survivability fun aspect to mobility he had all these things and it was like as the game progressed it seemed like the early game stars ended up falling behind and the guys that struggled early ended up going up you know what i mean so like he was saying like the druid and the barbarian struggled early but then later in the game were so tanky and so, and provided so much, oh, and, and uh, utility too. He said he put utility in there as well. He said they provided so much utility. They were so tanky. They didn't die. And they were fun because you're like in the action the whole time that like, it kind of like propelled the class. While like, if you played only nothing but like a Necro, like I did, it was like, it just felt kind of like a cakewalk because I mean, frankly, the, the, 
the skeletons just do everything, you know? And I think that was why he kind of had that in there as like, you know, fun factor is like your skellies and just corpse explosion was just doing everything for you. You know what I mean? You barely had to do anything. And like, I like also like when you're trying to like, when you're playing a game that obviously has mechanics around mobility, because you have the, the quick step introduction on space bar or whatever, you know, you have like, which allies like inherently like a thing that's like a dodge mechanic now. And so if you think about sorcerer as this like glass cannon build, you don't have anything that's tanking for you, almost like that Warlock Voidwalker style. You don't have anything that's tanking for you. So you probably have to be like way more focused on dodging, hitting your attacks, and mm -hmm. fo focusing on maneuverability. When I was playing Necromancer, I was like, fuck, I don't even have to worry about uh, maneuverability or anything because this, these things are just going to go tank this, and I'm just going to be in the back with my bones just like straight range attacking, mm -hmm. you know? And I can use that ever so slightly. And I think maybe that's like also classic Diablo vibes. And that's where you're going to get differentiation in sort of class identity. And you almost start seeing this and um, with some of the, the new Legend of Zelda stuff that's coming out is like there, if you, you can handicap it a little bit. So it's like, if you don't want to be su like super sweaty and play sorcerer, but you still want to do that, sort of have that range attack feel, then it's like roll necromancer and it's the game's a little easier for you. Or it's like using magic in, um, Elden Ring. Uh, in like uh Elden Ring, exactly. Yeah. Versus having to adjust a difficulty yeah. setting. Yeah, the rogue apparently was the most sweaty. Like the guy that had that, that ranking system was talking about the rogue was real sweaty. I didn't look into any of that. What was the story with that? Because I feel like where's the identity of that character at in the stack? You know, it's like obviously you have Barbarian. Rogue's a OG. I mean, rogue is like the archer. Yeah. They do archery. I think they have traps too. And then they have some melee stuff as okay, well. Okay, so then you have some. Okay, so you have some range, yeah. but then you do have some melee. So where do you? But are you still doing a lot of damage, or do you have like a strong utility that you're bringing to that? Yeah, it seemed like they were more. It seemed like the they way? were more bursty, and then they had a lot of mobility to not die during boss encounters. They had a lot of movement. Um, they also had like a mix. Like you could go more bow oriented, or you could go more melee, or you could have a mix of the two. But I don't know which was better. Um, but rogue is one of the OG classes from Diablo One. It was like warrior, rogue, and wizard or something. Yeah, the rogue was just, I think she just used bows in Diablo 1, um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, definitely, yeah, for Diablo 1 character. Different from the Amazon. Yeah, at least that rogue was. But I think, I mean, when you look at this rogue, it looks like a combination between like rogue and maybe assassin, maybe demon hunter. You know, from Diablo three, but I'm not entirely sure. All right, so we're, I'm pulling up the max roll, rogue glass class overview. So we'll pull this up here. You know, so we'll see if this is a credible source. You know, this is rogue is one of the five classes on Diablo four, so they're going to go into the class identity, and they do they they point out that the strengths are rogues dealing high damage, they're fast, and they're versatile. You have multiple movement and skills on short cooldowns. And you have movement speed base. You know, it's I guess it's like, okay, so you're not really based. So it's probably less CC in that sense and more about maneuverability. Yeah, I didn't get too much time to spend on that. Honestly, I'm going to check that out more. 
but that's a good that's a that's a good overview. You know, I'm glad everyone's super excited about that. I think the other part of that is the seasonal content mm -hmm. going to the end of that. That's that. I think we're gonna. I was gonna save this for a little bit later, but paralleling that with what's coming out in New World, I know maybe you haven't seen you haven't seen that, but New World has seasonal content that they're announced. They have their first season one content that's coming out. I've it's been thinking be about getting back into New World. Three months of seasonal content. It's gonna cost. 20 bucks there's going to be this is obviously not sponsored but we're just going to pretty cool it. um there's a it's a hundred levels basically so it's like basically 90 days of content to get you through that so it's going to be done quarterly and then uh they said that the non-cosmetic premium track rewards can be earned through free track and normal gameplay the gear rolled from these rewards will not exceed a certain gear score and premium cosmetics won't provide unique benefits. So it's not overly pay to win. It's like basically some of the consumer, you get more of the consumables. It seems what it basically seems like. But I like this jumping off into this because I know we we're talking about New World and how it was a good time to potentially get it back into that. And maybe that's something that's fun to check out because it already comes with the box price of the game that you already paid. Wait, so I have to pay for this again? No, you don't have to pay for it. There's mm -hmm. a free tier the, for the season. But since you already paid for New World, it's like we already own the game. It's just an update. You know what I'm saying? If you already if you already had it. So you might as well go and check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is pretty interesting. I like I, I loved the world. world of New World. I think that my I know that a lot of people who play games like to min max and shit. It's natural. Gamers wanna win. But like New World Again, if you look at it like in a vacuum, well, so I want to go back and try it again because it was so grindy. That's why I stopped playing was because it was such a fucking grind. I remember like, I, I literally still remember it was like I was running back and forth on foot <laughs> between like this one place like four times. And I was just like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Like I'm just running around this forest and it was pretty and my guy looked cool. But I was like, this isn't like compelling gameplay. But Assuming that they reduced that grind a little bit, um, I thought New World was awesome, man. It had so much to offer. You could really get in and kind of like feel like you were. I like the RPG aspect of feeling like you're a person in this world, you know, and it, and it captured that pretty well. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the whole faction thing, but I've also never really been a fan of a lot of PvP stuff, you know, outside of like, you know, like Overwatch and like Hots and like dedicated PvP games, like any like MMO, like WoW. I never, <laughs> I never was super big on PvP. Um, and so I thought all the PVE content that New World offered was really cool. Um, I didn't that's what touch I thought it about going much. back to it. But, and I w we were talking about this too, um, kind of off, off, offline, but I like the, I did like the itemization. I know that's like the hot thing to talk about, I guess, with Diablo is the itemization, but I did like the itemization of New World because it allowed you to do these class combinations and that would immediately impact your compact your combat and play style so you could play the class that you wanted and then have the play style within the class how you wanted to do that and i like the idea of like like flexibility specifically to play spell swords i don't know why i'm so drawn to that but i just love being able to build a spell sword whereas like i get and that's where you feel and maybe this is like we're going so in depth and technical on this but when you look at like um theme park mmos that's kind of where you start to feel that friction from a theme park perspective where like if you and how class designs impacting that where it's like, okay, I'm either playing fire frost um, or arcane 
or in a new world like caster build i can i can i can itemize myself and play this sort of role and my that come that plays my play style and it's sort of like dynamic class builds and that can play with the items i'm getting sure it's more gear dependent and you have to sort of now you have to play the rng gods and get that but again that just now that's all that that's a lever and a weighted value on an individualized player experience you could tune that right and you have mechanics like catch-up mechanics or if you have badges and wow you can turn stuff in to get gear that you really need. So there's ways around like being overly gear dependent in that playstyle. But that is one some that's I feel like is a point to New World's corner is that that's actually a game that's an MMO where you can itemize like that. You know what I mean? And I actually feel like that's such a very subtle thing that isn't that I feel like is missed a lot, which that which just draws me to go back and play because I can get a huge fucking hammer. You know what I'm saying? And then also whip out uh, like a staff. Um, you know, I get that you can't have that with two-handed weapons or whatever, but I do like that idea of like how you can just have that inter- interplay between items. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I even, so I, like I said, I go back and forth on how hardcore I like to be in games. Cause you know, I was shit talking that boom kid earlier that we used to raid with in classic, but the flip side of that was like, I was like, well, fuck it. Like he's playing like a class that exists in wow. That's like with Tim, Tim's our fucking resident rep pally. <laughs> all the way back to classic and i loved busting his balls about it but honestly it was like fuck it like he's doing something that he likes it doesn't matter that he's not topping the charts because fuck the charts it's like if you wow is easy it doesn't fucking matter if you kill it five seconds faster you know it's easy and so playing something that you like and that you fit like lore wise in your own rp and like you know as a person just trying to have a good time playing a video game it's like doing what you like i think is so much better subjectively than like min maxing some bullshit tim was pumping an old or last night oh yeah at the wrath rep pally that's a different story (laughs) (laughs) tim you're pumping when you weren't dead buddy exactly (laughs) no i kept i was dying a lot well i well yeah well it's like it's like you with the fucking stun staff on decker dude it drives me crazy (laughs) it drives me fucking crazy but you're like it's fun and i'm like i get that yeah and that's why we're fucking playing a game is to have fun so fuck it you know i I just i i i feel like a boomer gamer talking about that but you know the the min maxing just like gets in the way of fun sometimes in a lot of ways in a lot of the games that we play hey but if you want three back-to-back mvps with deckard kane <laughs> that is true. Oh my god! I know. I'm like, what am I? Level 62, uh, Deckard. Yeah, hey, I just, I just get and, saucy uh, with the Lornados, man. And tired. And it's like all it's like I'm a one player hots. I'm a single character hots player. And uh, Tyler hops on my main and and cleans and mops me up on uh, his MVP back to backs. Hey, to be fair, I had a. Why didn't they ever put a cast around me? So I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay, I, a, I did. I got a lore question. A lore question. Why'd they never, never put Baal? Is that, is that the third Bale. primeval? Bale. Why'd they never put ba- Baal? Why'd they never put him in Hots? Why'd they only I've have Diablo in the Fist? I've so many Mephisto? times. Did you ever fight him in the Diablo games? I mean... Do you want a spoiler? <laughs> oh, well, I guess no. I'm still playing through D2, I mean, so he's, no. <laughs> you know, but... the Lord of Destruction, so he's around. Gotcha. They just said fuck it. I didn't realize Asmodan was a one of the primeval. He's either. in, or I guess is he a primeval? He's, he's a lesser in D3. evil. Yeah, he's one of the four lesser evils. Or... Mm. He's in D3. I went deep down the the lore rabbit hole. You know, I need that lore to play what I want to play. Yeah, he. I watched a bunch of shit the other day before. I he would have been really cool because his abilities in in D2 are like 
pretty interesting. Like, like I noticed there's one thing that Hots doesn't have that some other MOBAs had and other games have. Like, like WoW, WoW Classic had this, right? Where it was like draining someone's mana, right? Like drain mana was like a thing that WoW had. Like that was PvP and WoW Classic was fucking drain the person's mana. They have no mana. They can't use a potion. They're dead, right? Like a caster, like get rid of their mana pool, you know? So I was wondering, like, I never like Hots never has any of that. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any drain mana. Yeah. Abilities. So, I mean, he could have been a drain mana because he does have an ability like that. So, I mean, kind of interesting, right? I mean, Dude. like, it's, he, he would have been, he would have been pretty cool. Like, I think, you want to know my, uh... I think they did good with what they have, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know my hot, uh, my hot casual, uh, my super hot, super casual um here's of the storm take yeah it's nice because that it's uh, it's sad because it's not getting updated and it is really a, a decent game but uh it's nice when it's not getting updated because you can just come back after not playing it at all and know exactly where you left off and there's no meta game change builds or anything and so yeah. you can get we jump right back into it i think that's why we liked it because we could come right back into it and it was the same game and that can't be said with the cha- with the when when things are getting mid max and metas are constantly changing. And imagine having to like mem- like that like example of that mana drain. We've that's only a precedence as of that that most recent patch, right? And the patch has only been so long ago, right? So there could have that could have been introduced if that game was sort of being actively live serviced. <laughs> and then it's like near game knowledge is now outdated. So it's like now you're like constantly sitting there reading about hots metas it's like oh my god yeah but you do you think that? that do you think meta like so okay so we were playing a little bit of competitive uh, uh competitive and johanna and brightwing both were like super high band picks and the game hasn't been updated in years and i think back last time i played comp it wasn't like those were always banned and so it almost is like these meta picks like emerge organically despite what the game obviously they're stronger characters here and there but you know what i mean it's like weird that all of a sudden we start playing cop again it's like oh johanna and brightwing are like instant man yeah and i think too like you know any of these builds and any of the bands and any of the picks they matter based off of like your the skill that they're being played at too right like no one Mm -hmm. bans lost vikings but i heard in grandmaster and platinum games he's banned every single game because he's so broken and so good and just sucks the fun out of the game. Yeah. Oh, really? Is yeah. that true? Because, I mean, he's arguably one of the best heroes in the game because he just does so much. And if your team knows how to play around him, they'll just never get behind. And they're always fighting you 4v4 because someone has to deal with the Vikings in the other two lanes. And it's kind of like Ab- Abathur used to be able to do that more, but... Like, you know, and then the, you know, the meta, the, the, the band picks too, are like, you know, it's like, like Nazebo, right? We kept getting Nazebo in games. It's like, I'd rather ban his ass. Cause he's just so like, if you're not going to pick him, we need to ban him immediately. Cause like, he's very annoying to play against. Right. Um, well, and he's, time easy. Start playing and he's easy too. That's the thing too. It's like, if they're really easy and they kill a lot of people, just, we need to ban them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's, but, um, I feel like Hots is really balanced. Like they didn't walk away from a shit show. I'm bummed that they didn't, aren't updating it still, yeah. but it really feels balanced. I know, and that's the other thing. And damn it, Tyler, 
you are the fucking notorious this game's over and then no matter how many times we fucking turn it around yeah no matter how many times we turn it around you know it's like no like this game is yeah exactly exactly it's hot baby it's set up to where and that's the thing is like no pick is an instant loss i mean some heroes are definitely better than others and some can snowball really hard but like it's not like there's this like overarching like meta pick that has to be in every game to win yeah that's true like a lot of different comps are viable yeah there is i mean and, and then you know the beauty in hots is that like every map has its own meta too which is interesting like you're not gonna pick you know genji nova into braxis or whatever you know what i mean like that'd be crazy mm, you'd probably yeah. lose every game you know yeah um but uh yeah, it's. I think. I don't really keep up and like to get it. Like, all right, and then it's like people are gonna be like, "Well, actually, on all this," but it's just like to me, it's like I got so, so much shit going on, sitting there and trying to look up every single mechanic of every single player about every single character, and I get that's like, okay, well, you played against every single character, so eventually you should. Or know you what played everyone. Yeah. It's like, fuck no. Yeah, I mean, I play <laughs> a lot of Aram. We just play Decker to yeah. this house, baby. I mean, <laughs> if you play Aram, it'll Fuck force no. you to play everything remotely. And you'll be like, I gotta look this guy up now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it is interesting. I think I was looking at it yesterday or the day before, and it was, I think the last patch was around this time last year. And it's been a whole year since they've updated. I wish they would just do one a year where like someone would just kind of dig back in and be like, all right, let's talk to the community and see, like, how much you have to pay an intern to do that. Or just put the interns on HOTS. It's Blizzard Activision intern intern division. It's all HOTS. <laughs> are you, are you, you get the streamers like Fan and Grubby, you get them on there to be like, all right, this is what the game should be. <laughs> you know? That's what I said. Like, make the community choose. That'd be interesting. Wait a minute. What if they did community voting? Well, that brings they us change to names um, to just real crazy shit. <laughs> you think you do, but you yeah. don't. That brings us to uh, the general chat. Our Reddit thread here, where I pulled up, I got this. Uh, I got this. Uh, Is there hope to give us? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's always hope. I pulled this up for years. There's um, always hope. This is two months ago. And I'm just thinking, like, man, like, this hot hots is still rolling. Is like, is there any hope for hops? Hots? This is the Reddit. This is what came up, and uh, it's basically the guy saying, "I love." He's on Reddit. I love this game, and despite what some people say, playing with an awesome community. Which I I don't know if that's just a meme in itself. Yeah, I wouldn't say an awesome community. <laughs> a lot of so fucking so racist bad. people on there, dude. The worms, just people spamming worms. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there something we can do to revive updates? Suggesting something, is there some way we can effectively monetize the game? But he's basically reaching out to Reddit for ideas on mm. how they can there can be hope for HOTS. And there's a plot twist. There's just a bunch of complaining in the replies, and there's no action. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any. Like, how much passive ideas. revenue It's the are hope they that kills you. you. <laughs> I just watched just fucking, I just finished. Uh... What's it called? Ted Lasso last night. That's the name of the last episode of the first season. It? It's the hope that mm. kills you. Yeah, that first season, it, that hits really hard. The second yeah. season's good. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm excited to start it, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the thing is... The thing is, is that HOTS... I don't know how long they'll keep it running. Obviously, as long as people are playing, they'll probably keep it going, but... um, 
there's going to be a next, right? I mean, fuck it. There's going to be something else. To the next MOBA that comes out. I don't know, Dude. man. I, I didn't play a whole lot. I played League, and then I went from League to HOTS. And I remember I played Overwatch in the beta, and I still love Overwatch. But <laughs> next MOBA that comes out? Dude. I don't... I'm down to hop on that train hard. I don't know hard. if there's going to be one. Because they, they hit... I really? don't know, man. I mean, there was a huge MOBA storm. Like, I used to play one with with Parker, of all people, Chris. And it was it was back in, like, oh, 2011, wow. 2012. It was called Heroes of New Earth. And it was, like, Heroes a really... It was kind of like Dota. Wish it was brand. more like Dota than League. But it was very, like, meme And, like, you'd have these, like... Like, you'd kill people a couple times, and, like, your audio that you had that was, like, your, like, killing spree was, like, it would play for everybody else. So it'd be, like, this kill-tacular, and it'd be, like, really loud and annoying and crazy, you know? Um, but I played that a couple times, and I was like, okay, this game is this game is interesting. It was, like, right at that peak of, like, the MOBA storm, you know? I don't know. People are just interested in other shit now, you know? Wow, wow. Okay, so let's Yeah, look at it. It's here. it's very much like like OG Dota. It looks like a fucking mobile it's, game. This is old. <laughs> this is, like this a is mobile old. Game. But dude, they kept this game alive and this is a independent like this is an independent company that made this shit. What's the what's the fucking gorilla on the cover? Go up to the top. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, the well, this was I mean, this was their <laughs> game, you know what I mean? But then they I I think it's shut down now. I don't know if it's shut down. Maybe Maybe it's still up. But hey, look at that one right there in the bottom left. Wait, Pioneer this... MOBA game. Who is the publisher? I don't know. I think it's New Earth Gaming. I have no idea. Self-published. Like, look at this. See, like... Wow, Pioneer MOBA game. Yeah, shutting wow. down. Yeah, see, it shut oh, down. After 11 exactly, it shut years. Down. It got shut like a down. a couple years ago. Wow. I know, man. That was in 2021. And this was, like, and this wow. was a small publisher. COVID got this. it. This was a small publisher. Wow! Before the big wow, before the bit before the rise of big multiplayer online battle arena MOBA titles such as Valve's Dota 2, Mobile Legends Big Bang Bang, oh is. gosh, uh, there was Heroes of New Earth. The game was released in May 2010 and was one of the first MOBA games to go mainstream. But I guess prior to that, there was like basically Dota as a custom game in Warcraft 3, correct? Yeah, yeah, it started as it started as a Warcraft three custom so, game. So you could say Warcraft three custom games would predate Heroes of New Well, that Earth. was the MOBA. There was no MOBA until Dota was invented on the custom game. There, what mm -hmm. they didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like mm -hmm. that that wave. I mean, you you know, like Hero Siege Wars and stuff like that. That was also MOBA like, but not in the sense of like what you would recognize as a MOBA. You know, like Dota one or whatever it was, Defense of the Ancients, where, you know, you have constant waves and you have your towers and, you know, each side is vying and there's a jungle and all that shit. Yeah, that was the first. Mm -hmm. And then I think from there, it was just people made that better in Warcraft 3 until Frozen Throne came out. And then they made the Frozen Throne version of Warcraft 3, you know, and then they that got better in Dota as well. Because I played that one a lot. I played the Frozen Throne one a lot. And then it was like... You know, that eventually fell off whenever, you know, Here's a New Earth and Dota 2 and League came out. So, because, I mean, League's been out for a long time as well. And that, like, started it all, basically. But people still play a shitload of Dota 2. Like, people are making a lot of money on Dota 2 as well. 
That's really interesting. That's actually interesting that you like, and that it's like interesting that you would, you would have been, you would have been playing that before like MOBAs were like popularized. You know what I'm saying? I get, cause I did remember playing MOBAs because like that was the whole idea where I, I'd always go and play the, the ninja character. Yeah. Right? And then I would always be creeping mm -hmm. around. Of course, like never actually like killing the creep or doing what I needed to be doing. Like I was just basically always trying to hero kill and just getting killed constantly. And then I always remember like in the actual, in Warcraft 3's um, custom game, you had to go and kill. I, it's kind of, it is really is, these games really like, I remember you had to go kill the camps, right? Well. You know, and remember you would have to literally, that's how you would level up the uh, the ninja character, right? You couldn't just take people head on. You had to level them up and then play them. And yeah, then because them. it's five on five typically. And it's like, you have your lanes, right? You have a top lane, a middle lane, yeah. two in the bottom lane. And then one person in the jungle that right. roams around, and the person in the jungle is getting right. only experience in gold from the camps, and then the other people are getting experience in gold from the the lanes. But with Dota and Do Dota One, Dota Two, Heroes of New Earth, you had to, and I guess League too, you have to kill the minion to get the gold. Like if you don't just automatically get it if it dies, you have to be the one to shoot an ability at it and last hit it. That's where last hits come from. And it's tedious as fuck. It's so tedious. And that was a game where you, if you mm -hmm. fall behind, you fall behind. Not your team. It's just you, you know? Well, HOTS is your whole team is leveling at, at the same time. Uh, that's like, true. And then everybody League, you fall behind. Together. Like, if you get rolled mm -hmm. top lane and you're 0-5, like, that other top laner is, you know, 4-0 and and the jungler has a kill too. Like, you're pretty much fucked. Like, you can't do anything. That's probably why. That's why it's so frustrating that's too. Probably well, and, and probably why it's more individually toxic when people talk about those and reference that because it's so clearly obvious that you're the one holding it yeah. back, whereas that's probably much more obfuscated in a match of HOTS where like yeah. the whole team's leveling up, not like, wow, this guy's three or four levels behind mm -hmm. us or he's missing whatever, you know, and it's really yeah. obvious. And then it's like, if it's obvious, then people are just going to pick on you during mm -hmm. the match. Yeah. Yeah, League and, <laughs> and, and Dota, dude, Dota took it a, a step further than that where you can kill your own minions and deny the team gold and experience. League didn't have that. League was like, we don't like that. We'll skip that. And that's like, that was a sweat Ooh. level even more that I was like, I can't, this is just too much. Like, like, and it was like so many games where I'm like, dude, how, how many times am I going to play this game where there's a guy on the enemy team that's 25 and 0 and unkillable, just killing everyone. <laughs> And like that happened in League, where you'd have like a Smurf on like Fizz or something. You remember that, Eric? Where it'd be like a Fizz oh or like God. a Rengar <laughs> or someone. It's just like killing everyone. And you're just like, I can't even play the game anymore. Like, my game's over. Or Cassadin, OG yeah. Cassadin was like scary, man. Oh. <laughs> Unstoppable. Yeah, League. <laughs> you can't really do that in Hots. Hots is the whole team starts rolling you, and you're like, okay, well, you know. But then they kind of made it to where in HOTS you have like passive, you know, experience and all that shit to make it where it was like, okay, at least we're like only like two or three levels behind. We're not like a full you know, like five items or something, you know? I never really played MOBAs. Uh, I, I saw them, I was like, man, this just looks really complicated to me. <laughs> That's how it yeah, feels before you play it. Know. It's not that bad. You got to be able to like. It's more strategic. You got to be able to not get tunnel vision. That's the number one thing that fucks you up in MOBAs, and I still do it. I get tunnel vision all the time. You're tunneling? 
tunneling. Yeah, I'm a fucking tunnel. Like, sign me up. Put put a hard hat on me. I'm a tunneler. <laughs> um, okay, a couple things I want to keep running through while we got everyone here um, that I'm excited about um, that I want to hear everyone's recent opinion on. And I know, I guess Tyler, we did a cut. We did this, and uh, you know, I think we've been lightly playing it, but we re-rolled on classic WoW. And we leveled up a character. We leveled up a couple characters. I got it. I got my guy at a twenty nine. I think you got a twenty four, right, Tyler? So we got some. We got some twenties. Um, I just wanted to to get your thoughts and opinion on uh, whenever you came back. It was pretty popping. Surprising. We, I know we rolled a horde white mm -hmm. main. We rolled horde white main, and I did a, some a quick research um, on this. This is from Warcraft Tavern, and the data on classic WoW populations is spotty. is not very, it's way more inconsistent. Um, but from what I could tell from Warcraft Tavern, um, White Main had the best sort of like faction balance because one of the things I was looking to do when I was re-rolling um, into classic WoW is I spent a bunch of times trying to figure out, like I spent a bunch of time making a bunch of different characters on different servers, and I didn't even realize that they were sort of dead or whatever. And so um, I ended up finding White Mane, and turns out it had the best faction balance. And then as of today, um, just before the show, I wanted to get a little bit more context. Uh, there's 15,000 items in the auction house, which to me has looked, that sounds pretty, you know, that's pretty strong. And, um, you know, and it seemed like when we were in there, it was popping off. Yeah, but I'll counter that with they have, they're merging, ser they merge servers. We did merge servers, but I'm talking in our guild alone, we had 800 We people. had people from other servers on our guild. Yes, but okay, okay. So I'm not sure how the server merged, maybe how that's how that's played, but I think on white main specifically, it um it was it was just well, it seemed that that was the Well, no, well that was that was what's kind of cool about it cuz I kept seeing people from Rattlegore and it's like Rattlegore I thought was dead. And I'm seeing. Well, now was that? And are they layering in? Are they layering cross-server realms in the actual? I mean, uh, they're like in the actual cities, because I was seeing it like because towns were looking pop. Were looking I think popping. it's just because there's so few players playing. I think it's literally like if you're playing on either Rattlegore, White Main, or Arcanite Reaper. I think it's all Arcanite Reaper too. You're in our server. Like that's the server. But I thought I think Crossrealm is only battlegrounds instances. Right? I saw them running around everywhere. You're thinking of WoW Classic, ah, dude. Okay. This is like beyond the pale of WoW Classic. It's like a new thing where they're like, "Hey, people still want to play this, but they don't want to be on a dead server." So what we're doing is we're taking the biggest servers and we're adding in the small baby ones to them. You know what I mean? So all the babies are added into White Main, and all the babies are added into whatever the fuck the next one is. You know what I mean? So it's like you have these cascade of servers just to make it to where people can actually play with each other, you know, and actually have a community because, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Like, yeah, your name is weird and has Arcanite Reaper on it. It doesn't matter. I'm still in your server running around killing you, you know? Like, I'm still And I would say you. like that. And it, it made the, the pros way out benefit the con of any of that because it just felt way better. It felt like it was popping. Well, it felt they were, there was definitely groups. Uh, chat, um, world chat was popping, and uh, looking for group uh, chat was popping. So all that felt really good. To well, me. it like felt like that felt better of actually seeing people with merged servers than what I experienced in Wrath, where it's like I join a group and then I'm on a new layer and then everybody disappears 
all the mobs disappear and then there's a whole new group of people around me i can't tell you how many times that happened to me where i'm like waiting by a stone to summon people and they're like and or i'm like i'm like in the area you know and then i jump into a group to, to do a dungeon and there's just a shitload of uh horde around me all of a sudden and i'm like oh shit and i just get ganked by horde when there were none there that feels a million times worse than seeing somebody's name with a different server on their name like like that's get true. over it that's true. it's not that big of a deal you know what i mean that's true that was the server identity part was really fun when the classic had yeah just when it worked and yeah and there wasn't this weird was like ghost yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh wait we're right. in the same area but i can't see you because you're on a different layer what the like that's so weird to, to me you know uh, like sunwell do you remember sunwell from rattlegore oh yeah is that was his name that guy uh that guy was was popular um okay so that oh, yeah, that was sunwell. fun so if you're thinking about re-rolling oh, yeah. on classic I feel like now would be a really good time to do that with some pretty of those cool. updates because it was it was definitely a lot of groups that are happening pretty regularly that you know I was able to get really consistent groups and it felt like it was fun to a lot of new players too uh, content because we had with new players yeah. we had did alliance playthroughs and so I did a horde I was working on a horde playthrough I will tell you though Tyler Tyler tell Eric about the uh, the guy that we were it's just it's a next level of uh player handicap i should say oh yeah what <laughs> yeah people are just really extra they're new okay there there's pros and cons to new players yeah he was very new um, like he didn't know oh man he didn't know anything we we're just like we we're teaching this guy how to how the role system works and he was like i don't want to hit greed because i'm not greedy. yeah yeah he's i'm trying to be and he, greedy and he wasn't that wasn't a troll that was not was he fucking with y'all <laughs> because he was needing on stuff that he shouldn't have done that was like uh and it was just like and i uh, told him and it was just like he clearly I didn't be, know. i was like dude just like ask us just say hey should i need on this and i'll be like yeah i need on it completely yeah he was like needing on like cloth gear and stuff to be fair he was he, he was healing so he did technically need it. As, it was SF, we did SFK. SFK. Did an SFK run. I needed the robes at the very end, and he was just needing Rude. on. He was he was needing an. He needed the like, shoulders, oh, I think, man. before so that. I, so and he, I guess it's to be fair, like the cloth, the cloth upgrade is an upgrade, yeah. but it was just like it was pretty bad. Oh uh, man, it was just stressful. It was stressful. Yeah, it's like what is he gonna need next? Brutal. But I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm chilling. No. I, I'm male. No. I think, but I think there is still some server-specific stuff that's local because I joined a few servers and I forget which one, but I did join a hardcore server, and I did. I wanted to put in the the some of the notes from the recent updates and some of the hardcore news on Classic WoW because when I was early, when I was trying to figure out before I rolled on re-rolled on White Main, I did. I I, I I should have wrote down the name of the server, but I ended up rolling into the server. No one would talk to me. No one would group up to me. And I didn't really understand, like, I, I'd been aware of hardcore, but I actually was, was, like, on a full-blown hardcore server. Everyone had hardcore guilds going. No one was grouping with each other on anything. No one was, like, trying. And it was, like, very, it was just, like, this whole other experience. And I had no idea what was going on. And I actually had to switch off the server into Whitebane because I, there's this, it was just a hardcore dedicated server. Turns out that's gotten so much traction that and this um in the recent dragonflight patch i put a little screenshot in there for you tyler since you're a developer there's some um code in there and in the code actually um there's a warning that basically says um if you're creating a new character there your character will be deleted upon death mm. so there's some indication that there might be some hardcore um 
to like mechanics that are being introduced into uh, uh, WoW itself. And then there's also like hell, um, hardcore realm selection. Cool. And so there might be some like hardcore specific realms and mechanics that are like specifically at the character creation screen that they're going to be coming out, which I think is really interesting because when we talk about seasonality and replayability oh, in game and what that looks like for classic, that's going to be really well, interesting. They did that in season of mastery. They had that, that whole uh, option where it was like you had a little counter in your top left and it was like, you couldn't, you couldn't group up with people unless they were also doing it. If you died, then you lost the buff I mean, that and that was not an add-on. That, that was, was fresh from the very beginning of season of mastery. That was what what level what level did you get to before you died, Tyler? I was playing a hunter, and I think I got to like level thirty something, like thirty one or some shit like that, and then I died. I was yeah, I was digging that until I died. I was a warrior, and I died in a stupid fucking way in some bullshit cave. You could. And Stone Talon. You could even do like you could act. You could do like dungeons. You had a dungeon. You had to group up with the people in the dungeon. If you died in the dungeon, you also lost it too. Oh, that is true. I don't remember that. I don't remember that restriction that you couldn't group with people. I had thought it was. That was part. That's part of the unofficial. Like, there's an add-ons that you can get it that you can get. But Tyler, you are correct. In WoW Classic Season of Mastery Hardcore Mode, you basically did get a. You couldn't trade or specific mail from people who weren't. What was it? It's uh, in I season don't remember there's, the there's two new Maybe I'm mistaken. Hmm. I could be wrong. I just it's I just called... thought it was a buff. It was just some buff that just was like, die. hey, you got yeah, this. Yeah, don't die. Yeah, I got it right here. It's so okay. And you would bait. You get the player special buff that uh, that you would call Soul of that Iron. That was an Iron Man. This yeah. demands that the Iron Man has known has uh, has not died basically. Yeah, yeah. died in like strength. Yeah, but you can still group it everything. Yeah. That was the thing was we were doing that shit on a PvP server, so it was like, well, oh, sooner or later I'm gonna die to some dipshit, but I just died to some fucking. That's in November of 2021. That's already happened, so I guess they're gonna more formalize that experience probably with more well, game people, like, iterations. People, people play this game in such a crazy way where it's like, you mm-hmm. can't get anything unless it drops. Like no professions, none of that shit. You can only buy things from vendors, or if it drops. Like no dungeons, no nothing. You just level or or quest. You only do quests. You just grind, and you're just grinding, grinding, grinding all the way up. And uh, if you die, you die. It's illness, yeah. man. It's real. It's a pandemic. Oh my god. <laughs> People do the thing where they only you know, buy just gear, for the record, gear from like the vendors. Eric and Tyler decided that they they decided to stop playing in Wrath of Lich King, which I was uh, y'all played yourself out like y'all got to you played too much. Again. We had to do uh, again. I didn't decide, man. I just it was so. I have like this snack. I have like easy, this. I have like this snack nah, here too. I, oh my god! It was like so a, easy. It was you know too that, easy. You know, uh, you know that thing that makes cold coffee, Tyler, that you got with the drip. What is that thing? Just a, it's just a drip, cold cold brew coffee maker. <laughs> That's how trip. you have to play WoW. You just gotta. You can't. You can't. Y'all were trying to. Y'all were trying to play WoW like an espresso machine. Y'all were trying to like. I just. just I just like my thing. The the gear cycle. Low, slow, so my man. thing was, I gameplay is a big thing to me as a gamer, and I enjoyed. Rat's got the, the best ga- balance. It's it does, like, it's, and I'm not shit talking Rat. I want to be clear, I'm not shit-talking Wrath <laughs> at all. I love Wrath of the Lich King. But 
once I got the gear, I geared, dude, I was bis gear pretty much in tank and healer set. And I was like, well, I could do 25 man next. There's not really a reason. Like healing is not terribly fun. It wasn't that fun to me because it was so easy. There was no challenge to it. And tanking, this was the same story. It was just like, well, I can hold threat on everything by hitting four buttons. And like, I'm not uh... really having a, 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 and Valheim. I started playing Valheim at the same time, so that's true. That's true, but that doesn't stand up against hard modes now. I feel like hard modes have been really enjoyable. It's just enough spice to add that like, you don't have to do like a whole new raid, right? But it adds up these variations and mechanics. And I think it's more about team coordination at this point to get everybody coordinated than it is about like how hard it is for you, maybe you as the individual player. Yeah, I think it's like I think I do. I haven't really see, like actually legitimately have enjoyed hard mode mechanics. That's why I've been actually playing. You know, well Even that's good. It's like a couple like I'm raid logging effectively. The hard like the hard mode mechanics and progression has felt fun because it's like sure like I know people are have already gotten uh, already like 25 like hard mode out, but like from our guild's perspective, it's been fun because it's been like every day, every like every time I show up, there's some new hard mode mechanic that we're mastering. And maybe you're dying like two to three times on like a wipe, but then usually on your fourth time around, it's like you sort of got it. And actually it's just enough where it's like, wow, you actually did some t something that you accomplished. And I, and I felt that that was like really fulfilling. And I was surprised that I felt so fulfilled because it's more about your team's ability to rise to the occasion, not necessarily like the difficulties of these mechanics themselves. Like sure they're there, but I like the idea of like everyone having to rise to the occasion around that where it's, and it almost felt like four horsemen's in Nax again when you first had to learn the four horsemen fight, remember that? Like that was like, you first didn't know that fight. There were some few, few moving pieces to that. You know, I get it that there's a lot you know, of that's pieces. easy or whatever, but it's like, well, when my... you first learn that, that's kind of like, okay, you know, there's some, that felt good when you got that first four horsemen. Kill. Yeah. But like my, my desire to play certain games is very fleeting. I don't know about y'all, but I feel very out of control of what game I happen to want to play because that's with WoW, for example. When I want to play WoW, it is like a fucking addiction, right? I mean, I think we all can relate. It's like, that's all I want to do is play WoW. But then once I lose interest, it, the same thing happened with Valheim, dude. When we do a fresh Valheim server, it is like, I cannot get enough of it. But then at some point, it's like, I'm done with this. And I go yeah, through these cycles with back. games. We're coming back to that. We're coming back to the Valheim. Sure, yeah, ever. yeah. But but I but I, I I go through these cycles with like all these different games I play of like really wanting to play them a lot and then being done with it. And just like I can't even play this right now. The yeah, games like true. Overwatch and like uh Hots, those are easy to hop into and play and then hop out of. But like a lot of the single player games, you know, if you like, you know, I put that PS2 emulator on my computer and I was all about Ratchet and Clank for a couple of days and I was playing the original one. That was, was pretty like, fun. That was kind of fun. But fun. I, that's why I was proud of you for beating Spider-Man. I know. That was huge. And I that's wanted what we to hear about, about that. I wanted to hear about your Spider-Man playthrough. I fucking loved Spider-Man. I. That is an awesome game. I, I don't know if I want to play Miles Morales because it just seems like more of the same, frankly. But like, yeah. That game is just like talk about like that game captures I I play a lot of indie games too and like a game that captures the fun of video games fun for the sake of like what I'm doing the way I'm moving this character in this world is just fucking cool and fun and easy and like 
it just feels good. Spider-Man captured that greatly. There's been a couple other this other indie game that like I, I've told people about. It's called Air Air Memories of Old A E R. You're just like this like it's pretty low polygon. It's not that flashy. It looks pretty good, but it's not like crazy. But you fly around, and they nailed the flying mechanics. And it's like a four dollar game, and it's just so the flying feels so good that it feels like a it feels like a a more like pure gaming experience you know it's like there's not depth to this it's just plain like fun to move this character through this world and that's how a lot of spider-man felt the web swinging is fucking awesome the game is beautiful the story is good too so it's got a lot going for it but fundamentally i dude i would just get on that game and i would just like be like okay i should progress the story and just fucking swing around for like 20 minutes and just be like what am i doing like i'm just i'm just running around being spider-man swinging through the city and it felt great and it was fun to do because it felt so good so did it I, feel I, as good as like the original because i know that was like where you wanted yeah to, one of the reasons why and you you and tate were yes. talking about that like how did yes. that stand up against your original playthrough i think that's a big part of it was that playing spider-man 2 as a wee young boy you know on the playstation 2 i remember just like swinging through the city i don't remember the fucking story i remember just swinging through the city and feeling like this is awesome like i'm, I'm spider-man like i'm I'm just swinging around, like swinging through buildings, run up walls and shit. It it very much captured that and improved on it. And so I think that was a big part of it too, was bringing me back to, you know, just like I I I I love a good. This is why I like a lot of indie games, is because like a game that doesn't have complexity, it's just plain fun. It's like man, that's something special. And how many hours did you put into it? What you pull it up on Steam? How many hours did you put I into think, it? I think it took me about 40, and but like I said, I wasted. No, it was... I'm at... Yeah, 39.3. Yeah. And I 100%ed it, too. And I goofed around a good bit, so... Damn, you 100%ed it. <laughs> I did. The base game. I didn't do... I didn't do... I have the DLCs. I didn't do the DLCs. But, yeah, I did every... I don't know why, but I just wanted to, like finish it all out so. eric talk me okay the my extent of spider-man consists of <laughs> eric talking me into buying spider-man one night getting hyped up getting halfway through the first mission going to bed waking up never playing it again <laughs> because you gotta <laughs> you gotta get to the web swinging dude yeah it's oh, just i don't know man it's just so cool that was the other thing was there was a lot of crazy interactive cinematics that were like scenes from a superhero movie basically you know there's one right. where you like you web up a helicopter and like it's like a pendulum and it swings down a city street and stuff and you interact with it right you're like you're like manipulating it the whole time i don't know i thought that was yeah just a fucking very fun game with a decent Dude. enough story to keep you engaged too spider-man i was psyched to hear your thoughts on that i'm, I'm glad that we kind of finally got to sit down and uh, on, um, okay, so la I think this is gonna be a good a good take since you hundred percented it. You got I think that's you got a good solid like this is casual take, but you can actually get a that's a pretty good solid I would say hardcore take. What is uh what is uh your thoughts on uh, do you buy it and where do you buy it at what price point and how do you feel like where where would you at do you would you recommend it and buying it and at what price do you buy it at from your personal opinion Spider Man here we go. Eric's, Eric's hot take. I have a hard time. I have a hard time pricing games sometimes. You know, sorry, my cat just started yelling and I thought it was my wife. Um, I have a hard time pricing games sometimes. I would say 
Let's pull it up on Steam. What's it at right I'm now? I'm sure it's 60, probably. If I had to guess, it's probably 60. Price. GameStop price. I, so with any game, it's hard because I've had games... Oh, that, it is. Wow. It's a remastered, right? Yeah. I would say 60 is not. I don't think it's unreasonable for what you get. But I also just have a hard time. It's because I... And the reason I say that is because I spent 40 hours on it. And so you're talking a little over a dollar per hour for like good entertainment it seems worth it now is it the most economical in terms of price to entertainment because that's when you start talking game prices you're talking jesus you're talking uh did you hear that (laughs) he's just screaming Um, that's george actually but um (laughs) but like a game like hots like a game is free i have bought one cosmetic that was five dollars and i've probably got hundreds of hours in that game you know so it's like, what's a what's a, what's a fair price for Hots? Probably more than five dollars for how much fun I've had with it, you know. So it's hard to price games. I don't know. What was the uh, site that um, gives you the the like? Is that and is that's all above board? Or that like, are you is that like a that's all above board? What do you mean above board? Like that's all fair game when you can use those. You can buy those like those codes at a discount for yeah, this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those me. are just places that. What is that? It's what is that? is is there any deal dot com. Okay, okay. And that it compares game prices across a bunch of different vendors. Um, and I've I've bought games from a number of different sites that they link to, and I've never, um, I've never had a problem like getting a Steam code or anything. Like they come instantly. Um. Okay, but, so then your 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 take is uh, hit Spider Man on is there any deal dot com? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say just because it's a single player game, and ultimately, unless you really love it, like you're probably not gonna replay it. I don't really replay games, so you know, like, forty dollars well, would feel a lot better than sixty. But that's also just to loop this back to Diablo. I got beef with their seventy dollar price tag on Diablo Four. Oh, that's because true. because yeah. like. What, in a lot of ways, it's like, what gives you the right? Why do you get that extra well, $10? It's expensive. Well, inflation costs are Who up. Who do you think you Yeah, are? but fuck. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, dude, is that that game is sick, and it's probably going to sell. And then what? Everyone's charging $70 a game? That's a precedent. It's, I, I, I kind of hate it, man. And I, like I said, I like it. I might end up playing it. But that definitely, I was just like who gives you the right you know <laughs> i guess they give themselves the right they're the, blizzard the, entertainment the game, but... single player games i guess that's like seems like a box price single player game i think what's gonna the fact that it's that high layered on top of paid season and like paid content they're gonna layer on top of that and then they're gonna take yeah. all the um, diablo immortal like immortals learnings and layer that into that so i don't know we'll have to play i you know it's like i think as long as we can just get good games you know and uh and then to your point on replayability though like it's kind of like part of me was like up in arms, like why? How could one want to play, replay a game when there's so many, there's so much good games out that are coming out. There's so many yes. games out there you couldn't play every game out there, and then yet I find myself rerolling on classic. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I get it, man. Like, I get oh, it. We gotta shit. get Tate. We gotta get Tate on here to it's talk about glove. Mass Effect, it's the dude. Glove that fits. Tate has played Mass Effect so many fucking times, and I'm like, I get it. It's a great game, but I've played it. I've played it he once. Just, like, he already. He just replayed it. He, he's playing it again. He plays it like once a year, dude. Like all three of them. Well, like, but uh, you know, it's it's his, he loves the game. talking about Diablo two. Fair, it's a great I game. I mean, up until they made D two R, I would replay Diablo two with those shitty '90s, late '90s graphics. Like, 
once a year, maybe yeah. once a year, every year and a Tim half. Tim loves that. That's all Tim would do. I would, yeah. I would play, yeah, I would pretty much play like Diablo 2. I played it pretty much all throughout high school and then on and off in college. Like, I just, I continued to play it even up to, even, even after college. I started working as, you know, like working my job. Like, I would just like hop on and be like, oh, hey, there's a new ladder system. Let's go, let's go. And it's just like, it's just, it's one of those games where you just, I got to get back into it. Couple yeah, well, other headlines I wanted to get out real quick is uh, Last of Us came out. Last of Us is out. I think I I don't want to. I'm guess I'm being a total fanboy bandwagoner, but you know that's okay sometimes. Um, I love the show. I like the show. I was really excited for the game to come out and on PC. Um, of course on PC. Um, and I didn't. It kind of caught me off guard until I started reading about the negative press headlines. Have you do you know what's going on with all that? No. No, what? What's happening oh. with it? It's a great so, game. I played yeah. it ten years ago. Right. I'm excited to actually see how not having played the game all the way through, how it how it lines up with the show. But uh, apparently, and we'll, we'll pull this up here. So up. we have the. Uh... All right, we'll pull this up here. So. Uh... How I added 1,500 people to my LinkedIn network in 10 minutes. Did I have this? Chinese click farms. Wait, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, what is uh, <laughs> we're seeing the We're seeing the Google uh, Drive. You're sharing your drive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to hide that. Hide that quick. Oh, my God. Um, all right, let's try this one. There we go. There's the steam. Oh, the vertical monitor. Um. Okay. Here's the, the last of us right monitor. here. Oh, mostly shit. negative. Why? So this is 38 percent of the users that have got the game. Oh no. 38 um, percent of the 9,000 users, users, user reviews for this game are positive. So 38 percent are positive. The rest have been overwhelmingly mostly negative. Why? Apparent. Well, like that's kind of what I wanted, to, I wanted to live look at. Okay. So let's look at the top one. Another great game ruined the in the last hand of my <laughs> The Crash of Us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, The Crash of Us. Um, what is like, okay, what are they actually saying? Because I've been reading some commentary, but I actually want to see what they're saying here. So, like not built well? Like, what's probably just a bad port. I'm sure it'll probably get fixed. It's okay, just people still, fucking, still crashes. Know. Game is currently unplayable. Okay. I never learned my lesson with pre-ordering games yet. Maybe that's why we haven't seen a new See, uh, update I, from Tom Alone TV. I take this oh, all man. shit. I take all this with a grain of salt, though, because I tell you what, the same shit happened with Cyberpunk. Granted, I was the proud owner of a brand new 3080, which launched alongside Cyberpunk, basically the 30 series of cards. But the same shit happened with Cyberpunk, where a bunch of people had issues, and rightfully so. They didn't like the game because they couldn't play it well, but your boy could play it great, and it ran great, and I fucking loved that game. And so this is people having a bad experience, which is well, fair. That was like it is valid. Yeah. It is valid, but no, if but you can play are, it, it's a great game. Look, some of these, all right, so there's, um, I mean, this just basically looks like it got, it, it basically is having issues, performance issues as a result of being porting it over, and, it, and, and there is a lot of negative reviews. So yeah, that's fine. That, you know. 
Okay, here's a good one. All right, read, give this one a read here. So far, The Last of Us, uh, this is my experience. Bought the game, downloaded it's downloaded 70 gigabytes of data, started the game and waited around 20 or more minutes for shaders to process, finally started a new game and awaited around five or more minutes of loading time. Game finally starts. Watches first cutscene. Gameplay starts. Performance is nice and smooth, and then it crashes. Restarted game. Attempted to continue the game and waited another five or more minutes of load time. Cutscene ends and crashes. Restarted the game again, but this time in safe mode. Another five more minutes of load time. Skipped cutscene. Ten seconds in, and then it crashed. Verified game files on Steam. Restarted the game. Another 20 or more minutes of shaders processing. Then around five or more minutes of load time and another crash. The Last of Us Part 1 on PC is broken. Update 330. Yeah. I mean, that's a shame. But yeah, it's all, you know, it's performance stuff. So Okay, okay. So this came out today. He updated it. After the recent patch, the problem appears to be only slightly alleviated. And now he's able to play. The game's unlike before, but the crashes are still occurring at random points in the game. So if you haven't, the final call is here as of uh, 3.30. You still haven't bought the game. You need to wait until it fully gets fixed. That's running on a Core i9, 64 gigabytes of RAM with a 3080 Ti. This seems seems on the level of uh, Battlefield five or whatever where it's like oh where it's no. like the game itself is unplayable because not because of specs but just because the game is poorly designed you know like there's just not it's just having trouble on people's computers in general um like cyberpunk was pretty bad like with the gameplay bugs but like the way it looked was great but i also was the same i, I had, had the no same problem. with you i mean I brand no new bugs. computer I had a lot of, I mean, the weird shit where you're fighting people in one area of the map that you're supposed to be fighting them at, and then I'm walking around and everybody is like this. Sure. And then, and then you, yeah, don't get me wrong, it wasn't perfect that forever. And then, or you park your car weird, and then the traffic never moves. Or people like this. That one, that one was weird. That one was weird. And then I had a couple cutscenes where my character was like doing some weird shit. But overall, like the game was like cool and fine, you know. I mean, it was yeah. just like some weird little things that are like, wait, why? Like I don't like, you know, I'm like fighting gang members, and then it's like everybody's screaming like a street over. But like, like no one. But like the thing that's kind of weird to me is like, how does that get released? And I don't want to be like sound like such an echoing cynic, but it's like, is no one play testing that? And that was on an i9 Intel with a 3080 Ti. That's like new hardware. So you're saying no one's got a new hardware spec'd out computer in the de- in the game office and like installed? No, it they are. That. They are. Especially they are. Know. I think it's just the. How did that? Ha- how did I that happen? It's... Same thing with the GTA thing in Rockstar. Remember when they re-released? Uh, oh yeah. San Andreas and all that, and it's like, how did that happen? I, I'm part of me wonders wow. if it's a Steam problem. You're sending all over these game files, and people are downloading them to their PCs. And it's like I wonder if it's just like a like it's a download issue where it's like the actual files are corrupt in some ways, and it's just not really because yeah, there's there's a extensive playtesting, 
But with a game like Last of Us being ported like that, like, you knew the show was coming out. So ideally, you should have probably released this right when the show was done. So maybe they had to rush it. And I mean, you know, the industry is notorious for people being underpaid and understaffed and, you know, taken advantage of. So maybe it's just that, you know, like it could Mm -hmm. be that, in my opinion. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of like all things coming together and then just. Um, and then it's just these bloated companies, you know, I don't, I don't know if that one's necessarily bloated, but like, you know, the Activision or EA or whatever, EA for Battlefield, like, I'm not, I wasn't surprised when I heard Battlefield was kind of shitty. I was like, I kind of saw that coming, you know? It's just, you know, damn. But, uh, the other thing, other headline I wanted to get, and actually I think this is a, this is one you'll hear here first. You know how there's a few... Um, R-rated scenes in um, Cyberpunk, actually. You know? Hell yeah. There's definitely a lot of sex in Cyberpunk. There's a sex in Cyberpunk. Hog physics Um, are crucial for the Cyberpunk engine. I I looked up. I'll pull this up here. We'll pull this up here. Add-ons? X-rated add-ons? Oh, my God. No. I looked up. uh, I was looking up some Starfield research. And uh, I actually found that there will be uh, there will be no sex in Starfield. There's no sex in space, dude. People just people well, and just I found that that was uh, think that was interesting. No, and uh, there will I be. I mean, I I'm no not surprised nudity. by that. Star. I don't think Starfield was marketing itself as that kind of. I mean, it's a Bethesda yeah, game, Bethesda's... right? You can't fuck people in Skyrim. No, I'm sure you'll be able to mod it to where you can fuck a bunch of aliens if like, you want. Like to, CD but... Project Red, like in The Witcher, you're. <laughs> It's you sling dick yeah. cross fucking whatever the world's Whole called. Geralt's just slaying everywhere he goes. Not only demons, yeah, women. Correct. So I think that uh, it'll be that's something that'll be interesting. But that uh, there'll be like uh, you can mod it, Chris. Don't worry, dude. You'll be able to get no, you. Your fuck on. Mod that. No, I just think that that was an interesting right, make point. Make like, because like you could go with a broader, you could go with a broader sell. People could argue that sex sells and that you're trying to make a more marketable game. So they might even have some in some I, of that. And then if you look at the actual rating for that, uh, there's actually none. I so never I expect sex in that, any you know. game. None, unless it's Duke Nukem 3D. Like, I don't expect sex in any game at all. Like, none. I expected more in Cyberpunk, to be honest. But, like, in first person, in first player, in single player playthrough games, though, I think that was, that could, you could argue that that was a recent trend. Yeah. I mean, even Fable. You ever play Fable? That's first Fable. I know we've talked about Fable on the podcast before. It's a great game. You could fuck in that game. You could have kids. And there's like a little cutscene that's kind of like, oh, you know, I mean, it it was nothing X rated, but it was like, oh, they're about to fuck. Like, you know, they're getting it on. I think that's. uh, Sims, get under those covers, dude. The cloud pops out. Yeah, man. Zoo Tycoon. Dude, those those, those coasters pull in real quick to the thing, you know? Chimeras. (laughs) One of the things I wanted to. uh... <laughs> oh my god okay so one of the things i wanted to do as part of the show here today was i wanted to pull up the starfield official launch date announcement um i know this is sort of dated out there um, i don't think i've seen i have I've, i have not seen anything on starfield really like i really have not seen Tyler anything seen at all yet. i've only heard whispers this, this came out 
It came out three weeks ago. Okay. That did? Yeah, this this launch trailer. I thought it said September. Oh, three weeks ago. Sorry, I, I don't know what I was reading. Oh, I was three reading the ago. launches on September. Sorry, I was reading the wrong thing. Yes, the launch is on September okay, 6th. Okay, let's, uh, let's but, full screen um, this and play this. I wanted to bring this up and I wanted to get Tyler's uh I wanted to show this to Tyler. I want to get this going and then uh if you're you know if you're just listening along we'll put the uh we'll put the link to the launch uh trailer announcement in the description so you'll be able to find that on YouTube. Otherwise, let's roll this and check this out here. Tyler, let me know if you like the audio. If it sounds good. Sounds good. Titanic symbol right off the start. The eyes showing signs over another one of those big anomalies. Maybe you catch a smile and uncover the source of it all. Oh, I'm so, I'm so looking forward to this. Dude, this looks wild so far. Skyrim in space. That was cool. Okay, so that's the intro part here. Now here's the the here's kind of the meat and potatoes part. This is what's going to be interesting here. Hey everyone, from myself and everybody here at Bethesda, this we are Howard, so excited to finally tell you when Starfield is coming out this year. You know, we have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour. It is large. Uh, we're playing the game all the time. Shout out over here to lead producer Tim Lamb. Old school fans, you may remember him from the Oblivion making of video where he's sitting on a similar <laughs> sofa doing similar things. <laughs> oh, Okay, just to, and just to jump in. Okay, Visor so guy. in the video, there's a they're literally the they're doing this announcement kind of in the Bethesda studio area. There's a TV going on in the background that's actually demoing the game, and uh, so that's kind of what's going on in the video. Now, um, apparently, the internet went and looked at this entire trailer and like zeroed in on all this gameplay, and there was like all this articles and media that was written about like what that you could expect from the gameplay and like all this and they had like gleaned some information just from this like little demo play test that's happening behind him from this launch trailer announcement that's how much people are like trying to meta this information in mind and figure out what's coming out you know so uh this june we're going to bring you into the studio and give you a deep dive in the game at our starfield direct there's so much that we still have to show you. Okay, in June 11th, that'll come out. Many of the Starfield Direct. From us, but it's also a very unique experience. And again, thank you all uh, for all your excitement about the game, your support, your comments. We really do uh, read it all. And look, we know you've waited a long time to play something new from us. Believe it or not, we're kind of the same. Uh, we miss it, and we really just can't wait for you all to play it. Yeah, he's moving. He's so moving thanks. on Skyrim. We'll see you soon. Wow. All right. So cool. September sixth, oh. we'll get another update in June. Some bugaboos. But, um, some dinosaurs. What do you think, Tyler? 
looks good. I I'm just still big question marks on like the uh, flights and you know, cause like there was that game that came out from what's the other publisher that made Fallout New Vegas? Um, I can't remember their name. It was like if you want to look it up, but they made a game called Outer Worlds, I think, and it oh, felt yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. gonna be a game like this, but then it was like, oh no, you're on rails the whole time just going from planet to planet or you're on your ship doing quests so bethesda a black isle interplay bethesda did fallout three and four and five got new vegas that was uh, by far the best fallout sorry i gotta say it obsidian, obsidian, obsidian that's it new vegas. they made out of worlds and it was fun i liked the story i liked the gameplay i liked it but it like felt like it was gonna be something like this where you're like piloting a ship and you're doing things and like you're flying yourself but it was like oh no it's on rails you know, and like, oh, I can only explore like the circle in the planet to the, to get the quests done. They were big, but nothing crazy. You know what I mean? And uh, this feels like more well, like they want it to be like a big planet traveling game with a spaceship. Like, you know, what's that one? I don't know. I can't remember the name of that one. But like, you know, they want it to be where you're exploring more, right? Is that what I'm? Is that I don't really know. I have no idea. So Starfield, if I'm not mistaken, you could explore full planets. And you're flying your ship to the planet, and you're flying open space, and you're doing whatever the hell you want. I'm not See, sure. That's where it's like they haven't really made a game like that. But I'll even tell you. But do you want to though? Yes, they have. Shut that's up about that other game. Star Citizen. Uh, I was no. gonna say uh, Eric's team Star Citizen. Yeah, <laughs> <He goes>, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm team Star Citizen. I would say I've played it. But the thing is, is that having that much space, frankly... Yeah, do you need it? Yeah. I. It's not that great. Yeah. I mean, it's cool in, like, a very yeah, heady a way. Yeah. It's cool in this very heady way, like, oh my god, I could explore this whole moon that's fucking 200,000 square miles or whatever. And then it's like, well, there's nothing... No, here. I think it's inherently <laughs> how the feature is deployed. Mm. I think it depends on the game. If you look at like EVE Online, which to be fair, isn't maybe the strongest example, but if it's, it, when you're looking at it from a sandbox perspective, it does having that much room makes sense because it's like based off sandbox. So people are going to find the little corners of the world and then that's where they're going to build their bases up, et cetera, et cetera. So as a mechanic, but inherently in itself, isn't going to be bigger. It doesn't necessarily mean better in terms of map. Like I, I would want... But like a awesome. solar system. Because we operate on a solar system. I don't need a fucking other galaxy. Like, like there's so much in space already as it is. Like, just give me, you know. But, like, I want to I want to be able to go, like, about and fly to another place of the, the ten planets that are there. You know what I mean? Or, like, there's a moon. How fast? Um, I would like it to be both. Either I can instantly get there, or I can just fucking... Because here's the deal, as a Star Citizen player, a guy who's played Star Citizen in the past, it is cool. You have a jump drive, yeah. but it takes time. Yeah, yeah. And that time jumping mm. between even planets, I mean, you're talking like, shit, back in the day, dude, going across the solar system at jump speed, you could jump, and it's like a 16-minute seat. Well, and that was just like, really cool in the scale because it's seamless i mean you yeah. are a fucking spaceship traveling across the solar system it's cool but then i'm sitting there and i'm like 15 is a little long 
I'm trying to play a game. Like I'm well, just fucking sitting well, here. Well, if they like... made it, if they made it to where they they emphasize, they emphasized like, hey, it would be a good time for you to do your crafting, do your things while you're jumping. Like if they kind of built that, because there's a lot of time where I'm sitting in inventories yeah. doing jack shit, nothing, or I'm sitting in front of a blacksmith in Skyrim making a million fucking iron bars. You know what I mean? And if they basically said like, hey, take the time to do the alchem, the the chemistry make your bullets, do whatever their crafting system is on your ship in the time that it takes you five minutes to get there. You know what I mean? And it, it, that'd that be cool. That is the thing with the bigger ships and with other players. Mm. You can keep yourself entertained, sure. But it's definitely a balance. And so I, I am know. curious, with Star with Starfield, I don't know if they're doing real-time travel, and I don't know if they should. What I, if I know, want? Just... Oh, no, they probably, no, 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 they probably What if I want a realistic no seven se Boeing 777 flight from Austin to Dubai? What if I want to do that? <laughs> hey, that's the thing is people do that in Microsoft I know, Flight Sim. And they just sit there. Microsoft Flight Sim. And it's fun. There's a there's a real fun to it. I mean, I simming communities are legit. I have played Microsoft Flight Sim. I fucking love it. It is cool it. to like have to land but, and like okay, got to refuel and you like land and refuel and you take off again and you have to keep going. Yeah, that's cool. But like just yeah. going like I'm flying my 747, then it's like 15 hours later you like yeah. leave and come back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like okay, now I gotta land it. My the hot take here, I feel like, is going to be, I like that there's elements of idle gaming, you know? That's one of the things I do like about uh, WoW. In some, there is some times where, like, yes, you, like, when you're raiding or you're PvPing, you're sort of fully present. But then also, like, you're, when you're flying on a flight path between some, uh, you know, some place, then it's, yes. like, I do like to be able to tap. Yes, go hop up, say hey to the wife, get some water, you know. And that's a little different than playing FPS. That's why I don't even really like FPS, because you got to be plugged the fuck in every single match, when in reality, I, so idle gaming, I feel like, is this powerful thing. Yeah. But, I, but also, like, it, but in Lost Ark, it's like, okay, you go to your sanctuary or whatever, and you just do your little activities, and you restart your timers. Then it kind of loses the materiality of that. Like, So where do you kind of draw the line? But maybe in Star Citizen, you're locked on your ship, so you literally can't go well, to like, anything else. So how do you do that? Well, that Lost yeah. Ark model is built off of mobile games, where it's like, we want you, oh, you need to, you're upgrading your system, and you're building your potions, and you're building your stuff. And it takes 48 hours. We're showing you, you get these 10 potions in 48 hours. So you got to leave and come back. Or you pay for the gems that are time gems, and they make it go so fast. And you get, but it's like, oh, but, you know, 100 gems are like 10 bucks. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the mobile game shit where it's like, oh, yeah, you could come back. You know, oh, you just need to be patient. The game is telling me I need to be patient. Like, oh, you be patient. Or you could pay and make it go fast. And it's like, well, I don't like that. Valheim, I feel like got that right though. When you look at like being able to be at your at your uh, at your base, just smelting iron, for example. Yeah, I felt like I was doing something. You know what though. I'm saying and yeah. right, and so then that uh, there is an aspect of idle gameplay, but you're still driving progression, and there's still you have choice to kind of to step off that and go. Well, that's do why I liked else, if that's you know? why my point with Starfield, if it was like a five ten minute journey, like you could be productive, yeah. or you could just get up and have a drink and go eat some food and you know take a piss and come I back like that you know i don't know yeah. I, I don't know we'll see though it is interesting you know i'm sure like that's not everybody's cup of tea i mean they just want a power game you know but i mean most games even like elden ring had like a fast travel system i mean they all do right like you get your horse and then you run and then you find the little beacons and then you can fast travel right but like 
you know, having to like go somewhere first, the old fashioned way feels very like satisfying. You finally get there. It's like with, wow. I mean, that journey from, you know, like going all the way across, like walking all the way across the continent to get to like Maradon when you're, you know, an Alliance is like a fucking journey to get all the way there, you know, or, you know, people do that death walk with the, uh, the night elves where they'd walk from like the night elf starting zone and they want to go all the way to the human starting zone. And they're having to like run the whole time. <laughs> it's just like, they're just naked. They're oh, ghost shit. running like death running the whole time. You know, like it's, it felt that like you felt satisfied when you're like, finally I got there. Or you felt the most existential dread of your life when you're like, Oh my God, I missed a fucking flight path. And you're like, I have to walk back there now. <laughs> oh, shit. See, that's kind of what I mean about materiality. I know that that's sort of like, you know, but like there is some weight to like some of that, you know? And that I, and I love how like, you know, and we don't have to like, oh my God, classic wow, muse about it, mechanics. But it is very nice when it's yeah, like, you can, that is a nice way to where you have to do the walk one time. That's it. You just do it once, you get the flight path. And then you're good to go, but you still had to have done the walk at least one time, you know, unless I get, you can cheese it with teleporting. What's, like, what's your least favorite walk in WoW Classic? I know mine mm -hmm. that you could think of. The walk in the BRD. Okay. Well, that was sure. oh my God. Uh, pre, pre PVP, like right in. Oh, like, oh, I know mine. Well, I know, I know mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm I know mine. I, Tyler, I bet ours is the same I actually. I, so I'm specifically talking like where you need to go get a flight path. I know mine. I'll tell you mine. Mine is from Ironforge to fucking uh, oh, Harbor, that's an dude. interesting one. Okay, where you go lock mode on yeah. and then all the way through wetlands, dude. I was that, that just always felt years. like a grind. I was dude. gonna say mine. Yeah, my yeah. the worst one for me is from from dark. Uh, what is it? Dark, not dark shore, but like the. That's oh, what is it? Aberdeen? No, it's a. Uh, Shit, what's the name of that zone? It's the one right next to Elwyn Forest, the dark one, the evilly one. Duskwood to Booty Bay. That's a bitch. Mm, yes. Or, Very or Ashenvale to Ashenvale to Ratchet is also that one sucked because <laughs> you're like running through the barrens yes. and it's just useless. You're just like, okay, nobody attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yours, Chris? What's the uh, what's like the run into uh, like Moonglade? That I was gonna say that's another one. Oh, through Fellwood, uh, uh, Fellwood, yeah. Yeah, and you gotta go all the way through the tunnel with all those things, and then you have like, to grind oh the rep God, to make sure they don't attack worst. you. You know, yeah. Oh, just like running through that, and then there's like literally nothing around, so you have to go all the way up there. But like, there is stuff that you need up there, so you still go have you know you have the to. The horde do that, had it. So that one's like so. The horde had long. it worse. Like I don't think they had a sing they didn't have a single flight path in Fellwood, I don't think. And I'm pretty sure I think oh, no. I think the Alliance had did they? I don't know actually. I know the Alliance had that one in the north, and you had to run all the way through Ashenvale, go up all the way through the entirety of Fellwood, and then get that one and then go through all the way to how do you get to Area fifty two or whatever the hell it's called. Whatever or ever ever look or whatever. Like Area fifty two's in T B C. Oh yeah, and the uh, winter spring. That it just is, yeah. But like, one. it's the same point. It's just like yeah, it's just yeah. very rewarding to do this like DIY shit, where you're like, ah, I did this. <laughs> it took me a while, but it was like the satisfaction. Like I made it. The run from uh, the run like when you're trying to get to like shimmering flats as mm. well. 
from like if you're oh, alliance you come in through ratchet down through the barons barons hostile territory into into the northern end of uh is the zone called shimmering flats or is that thousand just the needles. area of the zone where it's the oh, yeah, thousand the needles. needles yeah you gotta go yeah. through thousand needles and shimmering yeah, flats shimmering and gadgets flat. and, and you only had that one weird flight path yeah, at the beginning of that of thousand needles next to like yeah yeah on the edge of uh um morales mm -hmm. yeah 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 i remember i remember doing that run mm -hmm. in classic and like there's like these group of like alliance npcs that just roam the barons and i remember like this horde guy was looking way too menacing and he was just following me because like so we're still on foot and i just see those guys and i just ran straight to him and i'm just like kind of walking with them and the guy's just like ah, you know i can't get near me <laughs> so then he just left and it was just like and when we and this new playthrough of classic i was just like fucking around on my other screen and i wasn't paying attention i was just auto running on my warrior i ran straight into those fuckers and he just they just all just murdered my ass so quick it's like four it's like four or five level 25 elites like they they made that in the game just to punish people like they were like let's just have four, five unkillable guys just roaming a, a level 15 zone <laughs> like yes yeah. why not yeah, Blizzard is uh well did a good job. Oh man, well I think uh it's good to be back. It's good to have the boys back. Yeah. We sort of let's start pub we're gonna just keep uh publishing more of these out. We gotta get more of these out. We got a lot of more updates coming out. I definitely want to be able to get more content about what's in the pipeline is run around like what's around the corner around game releases. I think there's a lot of new games to be played. Mm. I'm really excited to try to get some of like we got Legends of Zelda coming up uh in may we got star wars jedi survivor coming out um just at the end of this month so we have some good um first person games i still got to go through and play the single uh, the the first version if i, I gotta finish my playthroughs on i did too. i just on jedi i did the full playthrough of the first zelda game but dude and eric if you haven't seen the uh tears of kingdom um like the uh like game directors walkthrough of that you have a whole new build mechanic that's coming out. Um, just or like you can build, like, like to build vehicles, story. basically. And what's that? Oh. Game, what's the? What's that game that you like to that we bought that we like build all those helicopter uh, and stuff. And what is that? It's boat, the um, shit like that. Hold on, uh, the trail makers. Oh, dude, trail yeah. It's got uh, Fucking, trail makers. Uh, it's got trail maker style building. Really? There is a game. Yes. There is a game that's out, and I the, I think it's out right now. It's called Sons of the Forest. But I've played the original Dude. Forest. It was a fun game. It was funny because I was playing with some people I had met from WoW like years ago, and uh, I mean you're just running around killing these zombie guys that are just running out of this forest. But now there's a sequel, so I still have yet to play it. And he was hitting me up, and he's like, "Just play sometime." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm down." I'm sure you I want to check out Sons of the Forest. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get a playthrough on that. I think this will. I'm interested to get some more, well, some, uh, some more of that rap. And I, and then we'll definitely do some. D4. I have the forest. I've never played the forest though. I have it though. Might That's be fun. a fun one to start with if we can play multiplayer. Yeah. Cool. But uh, we'll wrap it here, boys. We'll wrap it here. Thanks for everyone jumping back in for our new show this year. We're super excited, and uh, dude, we'll follow up and we either we'll shoot one, we'll shoot one again here next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Peace Thanks, out. Everybody. Thanks, everybody.